listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschum. All right. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday after a Swift Current Bronco win over the Edmonton Oil Kings. I, uh, I think that one was, it was a close game. There was kind of that uneasy feeling of, of letting Edmonton hang around for a while, and it was good to see the home team pull away in the third period. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to, you know, find that, that energy level when you are you go from playing a team like Red Deer, who's, you know, sort of turned into a huge rival for this Broncos team, and then you face off against a team that, you know, isn't making the playoffs, um, having a really, really challenging season. So it's, it's a bit difficult, I think, to kind of find that same energy level to kick things off. And, you know, certainly credit to, to Edmonton for hanging around. They didn't, uh, they didn't pack up shots after giving up the early goal and and found a way to keep things interesting through 40 minutes but uh, you know it was good to see the Broncos kind of just get back on track in the third period there and pull away with some some excitement in the final 20 minutes and obviously most importantly just get the job done and pick up a much needed win yeah you know historically and and over the last decade when you think about rivals of this franchise you you think about the Regina Pats and the Moose Jaw Warriors but watching both of those games online against Red Deer there is some some palpable animosity <laughs> there. Where, where did where did that come from? I honestly have no idea. And it, it was the exact same thing last year. And, you know, Red Deer won every game in the head-to-head matchup last season. Some of them weren't particularly close either. So I, I wonder if it kind of just started there. Um, you know, Red Deer being one of the top teams in the league last season, you know, kind of took the Broncos lunch money night in and night out. And there was, you know, some frustration on the Broncos side because of that. And it kind of just boils over into the game. And you got players on both sides who sort of love that type of game. So I wonder if kind of just grew from there and and it's been the same thing in every matchup this season um, you know there there are guys who love to stir things up and get the crowd into it and get under their opponent's skin on, on both sides of that uh, that matchup so I think it's kind of just the way it's been over the last few years here and it's always entertaining when those two teams get together and I was saying I think it was in the first period of the Saturday game when things were really getting out of hand I couldn't even imagine what a playoff series between those two teams would look like right now just with how much there is going on but uh, those two games felt like playoff games um, such a, a great win for the team on Saturday after playing well for the most part on Friday night and and getting the job done to keep themselves in the hunt here for a playoff spot. Yeah, and you know, that that trip in Red Deer, six periods of hockey, uh, Swift getting a hard-fought split, but, you know, of those six periods, I I thought the effort was there for for most of them. It was, yeah. It was just, uh, you know, a bit of a slow start to the the Friday game in the first period. Outshot, I think it was 16-6 to in the first period, and Red Deer jumping ahead 2-0, and you know, you're kind of worried if this is going to keep going here this thing could get ugly pretty quickly but you know huge credit goes to the Broncos for finding their game basically right from the drop of the puck in the second period and they were the better team for for that second period on to the end of the game just unfortunately ran into to Kyle Kelsey who got back-to-back shutouts with that win on Friday and it carried over into Saturday you know you you had you wondered what kind of um, team was going to be there for the Saturday game after a, a hard-fought frustrating loss on the Friday you wondered what would happen on Saturday and the Broncos wasted no time coming out early and getting a one nothing lead and scoring late in the period to take a 2-1 lead and you know there was times and they were kind of hanging on over the 
final 40 minutes, but there was times that they were also dominating and creating chances. And, you know, Red Deer was probably lucky at certain times that it was a one-goal game for the rest of the way because of the great chances that Swift Current had. So um, such a great uh, performance by the group over the weekend in Red Deer against a very, very good opponent. And uh, like we said, uh, you knew the, the stakes that were at hand on that Saturday game and for them to come out and play the way that they did, I think says a lot about the group. Yeah, and of course, uh, very, very meaningful hockey coming up this weekend with a home and home with Medicine Hat. Yeah, it's it's, it's what, what you want, right? I mean, um, obviously they'd love to be in a position where they'd already locked up a playoff spot at this point of the year, but the fact that they're in control of their own destiny heading into the final weekend of the regular season against the team that they're trying to leapfrog for the final playoff spot uh, is, is exciting. Um, you know, they've had a lot of success against Medicine Hat this year. Tigers are, are trying to hold on to that spot. The Broncos are trying to overtake them, and it sets up the perfect ending to the regular season if um, you know if they can take care of business here this weekend. So, uh, hoping for a really huge crowd on Friday. I know the the players are always you know they're half joking, half not asking if it's going to be a sellout every game throughout the regular season. And you know I would love for nothing more than for those guys to get that opportunity again this Friday to play in front of a sold out crowd like they did earlier this season when uh, Regina was here for the last time. Absolutely, an incredibly meaningful game coming up in Innovation Plex this Friday. All right, on the podcast this week, uh, and he's always been a great podcast when we've talked to him in the past. Uh, Owen Pickering joining us it'll be nice to have an end of season chat with the captain yeah just very very open very personable guy always has been ever since he got to the western hockey league and anytime we're able to get him on you you know you're going to get some good stuff from him and um you know started off on the on the jokey side but uh you know got another serious business here down the stretch and you know being the captain he knows what the what the stakes are here as as we mentioned so um a good guy to talk to at this time of the year and that's uh, that's why we wanted to bring him on right on devin pratt will also join the podcast in just a moment on broncos this week you're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast, Coach's Show segment. Uh, head coach Devin Pratt joining us after a uh, win over the Edmonton Oil Kings last night here at Innovation Plex. Devin, it was a, uh, a must-win game, and, and the boys delivered. You know, how do you, how do you break that one down against a, a team that came in here and seemed pretty hungry through two periods with the opposition there? Yeah, you know what? Edmonton played hard. Um, give them credit credit and um, you know when you, you go through a, a difficult season like they have any time that you are in a game and the longer you're in a game the more you're going to push and believe and um, I thought for our guys there was some nervous energy um, within the group and kind of that the nerve maybe built throughout the night and just kind of alleviated in that second intermission where we just got back to ourselves and, and had a really strong third so a um, little bit of puck management issues early and I think it just comes down to a little bit of that nerves and a good opportunity for us to deal with that before heading into an important weekend here. That goal by uh, Sam McGinley kind of getting the game tied up just before the intermission there. I think the huge goal to kind of get that spark the team was needing there at the end of the period after Edmonton had taken that lead and the chance to get back on track and come out strong in the third period. Yeah, yeah, it was big. It was a big response. Um, You know, I thought we had some quality scoring chances early and then uh, in the second as well. And um, just nice to see a kind of simple play with some traffic in front of the net go through for us. And, um, you know, then a a quick start to the third period and a... 
um, you know, scoring right away after that again to get a little bit of separation was good for our guys. And, um, yeah, just proud of them. And, you know, sometimes when you don't have your your A effort and you you, you got to dig deep and find a way, and I thought our guys did that. Red Deer is historically a very tough rink to win in regardless of how good its home occupant is. And this year it's a very strong team uh, in Red Deer. And you guys were in a situation where you needed to win one of two, and, and you did. And I thought you played two, two very competitive, uh, you know, well-structured hockey games. You know, if you if you could break down the the weekend in Red Deer Forest, starting with that uh, that Friday night loss, where I thought you guys had a solid effort. Yeah, you know what? I thought uh, Friday night we were just a little bit uh, slow to start. Um, we got behind the eight ball a little bit, and um, again, maybe some nervous energy, and um, just weren't quite prepared for the grind that that Red Deer brings forward. Um, you're gonna have to play a heavy, hard game against them to uh, have success. And I really thought we turned it on the second and third period in that game and did enough to score, just didn't find a way to um, to get one past and, and uh, tighten things up in the game and give us a chance to, to chase it down. But I really liked that, and then I thought we built right off of that right into the first shift uh, Saturday when we put a puck deep and we really got on them and, and kind of grinded away early and let them know that um, it was going to be a long night for them because we were here to compete and here to play and uh, extremely proud of our guys and the job that they did. So I thought it was five periods of uh, consistent quality hockey for us. I know your team has been in that mindset of playing playoff hockey down the stretch here for the last couple of weeks, but those two games in Red Deer felt like the biggest playoff games you've played in so far this year, just with how physical they were, how important they were, how much emotion there was involved in it, and your team's response to that scenario was, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, you know what, um, we, we've been a good team under desperation all year. Um, you know, second periods have kind of cost us at different times, but it, there's been no quit, and um, we always empty the tank in the third period and really attack. And I thought that we were able to tap into that desperation earlier in Red Deer. And it was high emotion. Um, you know, there was a lot of things going on in the play. There was a lot of finished checks, hard routes. And then, uh, you know, after the play, a little bit of fireworks here and there at times too. And um, extremely proud of our guys of just knowing that line, walking the line, staying elevated, but um, not overflowing with it and, and, and staying disciplined in that regard too. So as I say, it was an up and down the lineup uh, effort. Uh, everyone had a moment. They blocked a shot, won a battle, created a scoring chance, and did something um, that didn't show up on the score sheet, and uh, Reed Dick was fantastic. I'm going to go ahead and guess that uh, maybe spending a night in front of a laptop watching WHL Live is on the agenda tonight for uh, for you and the coaching staff. Yeah, I, you know, there'll be a couple games that we'll tune into um, and just kind of monitor how things are going in uh, with Calgary and Lethbridge and then also with Med Hat and uh, Edmonton. But, um, you know, the... The good thing of the win in Red Deer, what it created for us is the opportunity to control our own destiny um, and to do a job. And, you know, we can't win both games at once. Um, we got to start with the first period and the first shift and, and just kind of build things from there. Just be uh, in the moment and really narrowly focused um, uh, on being present and not worrying about uh, the big picture of things. And, um, you know, I think we never have any control of what happens in the out-of-town score box. So, um We'll just uh, we'll just watch it, monitor it, but uh, be excited that we have our own control in our own hands. 
and that was the similar situation to last season uh, down the stretch there just weren't able to sneak in last season but they have gone through that now with so many returning players from last season I think certainly something that they can lean on and sort of remember what it felt like to be in situations like this and use that in a positive manner like they have the last couple of games yeah I think one of the big lessons coming out of last year was just kind of the starts and having big starts to games and being ready to go in games because um, you know it seemed that we got into a lot of one goal games in that last little stretch when we were searching for that final victory and um you know it, it just seemed that we didn't have the starts we needed and we were always kind of fighting we we're always trying to fight back in games we we're always down a goal or two and um you know finding a way to just start on time is going to be important for us here yeah and uh, you know two big ones for your squad this friday uh, a home and home with medicine hat that will determine the team's fate uh, you know what What's it like for you as a coaching staff and for this team between then and now as far as preparations go? Yeah, you know what? Today was a little bit of a, a maintenance day for guys. Tomorrow we'll get right back into it and uh, we'll have a hard and intense short practice and um, we'll be ready to go for Friday and it's just trust in the process. We've you know, established a pregame routine um, that we've stuck with all year and there's no team to change it now. We're going to prepare the guys. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go walk through Med Hat and their tendencies and their players, their personnel and and then we'll talk about where we want to expose and what we want to attack and um, then we just get into you know showing up and doing the job so um, nothing crazy we're not going to change anything we we have a process that we believe in and as a staff um, it gives you comfort and confidence in knowing that our guys are familiar with that they're comfortable with it and um, we'll have a morning skate Friday the usual morning skate that we go through and our guys uh, there's no doubt there'll be lots of excitement in the building and I know you're a big proponent of not you know relying on outside sources to bring the energy for your group such as a big crowd whether you're at, uh, at home or on the road but I think there is a desire for the these guys to be able to have an opportunity to play in front of a huge crowd like they did earlier this season against Regina and just kind of a thought on drumming up that excitement for fans uh, thinking about coming to the game on Friday. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, this is the time of year you want to be playing meaningful hockey. And for our group, um, you know, I think we're an entertaining brand. Um, you know, whether we come out on the right side or not, we're going to have compete. There's going to be um, some high, hard body checks. Uh, guys are going to work hard. Um, there's a good skill level on the ice. And I think it's an entertaining game. I thought, uh, you know, for playing Edmonton last game, there's a couple fights late. There was just uh, a little bit of that entertainment package um, that and good energy energy um, throughout so for our guys I mean we feel the support we feel the support of the community um, we feel the support in the rink and I think uh, when puck drops it it won't matter to us much who's uh, who's here and who's not here um, as much as it just does what's going on on the ice right on well Devin we appreciate you doing this it's uh, it's a busy time of year and some very meaningful hockey in the in the next couple days here and thanks for uh, for making your way to this end of the rink and doing this man thank you you're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. All right, it's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Feature guest making his second appearance of the season, uh, the captain joining us, Owen Pickering. Picks the the flow, man, like just kind of watching that develop over the course of the year. It's uh, it's impressive, man. Got to give you some props for a strong hair game. Yeah, uh, there's been a few words thrown around. I don't think impressive has been one of them, uh, especially from the guys today. But uh, actually got fined the other day. Uh, the fine was just get a haircut. So serious? Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it just said the paper is 27. Get a haircut. So, what was um, the inspiration behind it? 
behind behind you and your hair. Uh, so you haven't got a haircut since when? No, nah, I haven't got. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Elite Fifteens playoffs. There you go. Yeah, it's been like three, four years. <laughs> no, uh, I think it's been a couple months. Um, I tried to go on Monday, but the place is closed. Hmm. Took that as a sign. So <laughs> tragic. Uh, I I might be going today now, uh, just because like, I can't keep soaking fines for a bad hair. But it's gonna take three hours to get it done. I so it'll know. Be clear your yeah, schedule. it'll be a while. <laughs> it's a couple day process. <laughs> I actually won't be there for practice tomorrow. But <laughs> I got a haircut. But uh, yeah, I might go get a trim, get it cleaned up. It's very thick. It's, uh, it is. It's coming out of the helmet. It looks good, but any other time, it's, it's a little questionable. Yeah, so. no, like just above the name bar there, like it's. I think it it's flows, hey. Yeah, I think it like bounces around a little bit. Like I like it. Like I don't know. Is but. that why you're racing up the ace all the time? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually my only objective. It's just a good. Goal. <laughs> oh, I bet you my hair looks good right now. That's probably why I lose a puck sometimes. Like oh, my hair is just flowing. Oh darn, that's a to. Oh, I got to race back. <laughs> oh, it looks good again. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Best looking back checker on the ice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bouncing my head up and down. Yeah. Well, but yeah, you know the the season hair hair notwithstanding, uh, you know this was a big year for you after getting selected in the first round of the NHL entry draft, coming back and and wearing the C for for your junior squad, and here we are at the end of it already. It always flies by. I mean, you know what what's your assessment on how things went this year? Yeah, I, I'd say it's tough to give an assessment right now just due to kind of how important the games are on Friday and Saturday. And um, I think after the year's done, hopefully after a playoff run, um, that's going to be more time for kind of a kind of self-assessment and uh, and just reflection. That's kind of when you, you go home and spend some time with your family and um, have an ability to, to think about what happened. But for right now, I think for myself and for our group, it's more about just kind of day by day on to the next one. I know that's super cliche, but um, it is the truth. You kind of try getting that mindset of – uh, we got our job done yesterday against Edmonton, and uh, now we're focused on Friday. Obviously, you can't win both the games at once, so um, focused on Friday, and then our focus will shift to Saturday. You mentioned the win against um, uh, Edmonton yesterday. I did want to ask about the weekend games against Red Deer because those were some of the more entertaining games I think we've seen this season, especially the Saturday game, the win against Red Deer. So much you know, energy, so much passion in the rink in those games. Um, those were playoff games. Um, you know, Talk about being part of that, being part of that physicality, that animosity, and just the, the energy levels uh, in the rink in Red Deer on the weekend. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, I think for our, our game on Friday, we, we were a little disappointed, especially in our first period. Um, but we came back and, and uh, played a good, good solid game. Obviously, we didn't get the result, but uh, I think it flowed nicely into the next day. Um, we, we came out, and, and we were an inspired group. Um, and when we play like that, uh, we feel like we can beat anybody. Uh, so obviously, the, the, the energy in the rank was cool. Um, and kind of just guys getting in battles, obviously with a lot of penalties, pretty choppy game off the bat, but um, we weren't going to back down. So if they wanted to play like that, uh, we were going to play like that as well. And uh, super nice to come out of it with a win. And, and those are the most fun games to win because after when everybody's banged up and, and bruised, it doesn't matter. You're, you're having a blast. So yeah, it was, it was fun. 
Yeah, bus ride home fun after that. I, I, I mean, obviously, it's a lot more fun after a W than the alternative. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that bus ride home from Red Deer, probably not the most exciting one. So nice to, to have a morale boost for it, eh? Yeah, it was fun for about an hour, and then the next six, <laughs> you're just kind of sitting there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's, it's fun, obviously, when you win. And <clears throat> like I said, that's that's about as big of a game as, as we were going to have all year. So um, we like to talk about must perform, not must win, but that was as close as you can get to a must win. Yeah. And, uh, come out with the one was nice well and then you know another situation i mean you guys you control your own fate right now you know winning you're in last night's game against edmonton you know you you have those games against those teams that are in the bottom of the standings and i imagine you start to worry when they're able to hang around a little bit and fortunately you guys were able to put the hammer down and pull away in the third period uh, you know was there a message from you and the leadership group to to the guys after the second of, about how things were going yeah i think a lot of it came from from prodder and, and darbs too but uh I think some perspective would be um, like a couple of years ago, we were more so in, in that position, obviously that rebuild kind of thing, especially in the bubble. So our goal going into games was, was hang around, hang around, hang around. The more you can hang around, the more the other team, like you plant seeds of doubt when we were playing teams like Brandon, um, you're trying to hang around, hang around, and then kind of get one at the end or something. So um, kind of being on the other side of that, having that perspective to know that like we come out in this third period, we come out flying, we bury one. That'll, that'll deflate them. Then we bury two, and, and that's pretty much it. Obviously, you want to respect the game and respect your opponent. Um, but that's kind of the message. Just kind of talk about the feeling within the group right now. Um, you know, like you said, last season the team was kind of in a similar situation going down the stretch. You weren't able to make it in the postseason. So it's kind of deja vu here being in control of your own fate in the final weekend of the regular season. But I would imagine it's a bit of a different feeling in the room this season than it was compared to this time last year. Totally. Um, we've worked a lot just kind of I guess through experience too on our, on our mental makeup uh, we, we have confidence in ourselves and, and we know that uh, I think last year we were, we were a little um, starstruck by the fact that we, we needed to win a game um, and now this year it's, it's we're winning one at a time and we're not winning um, both of them at once now yesterday it was all three at once but now it's both so uh, that's how our focus shifts but I think last year the experience uh, that we went through helps us a ton uh, we, we draw on that a lot, and um, we don't want to feel that again this year. So, You know, the uh, the 20-year-olds on this team, and Sam McGinley, he's a guy that, uh, you know, you were co-winners last night of the Best Defenseman Award for the team. Uh, those three 20-year-olds, are, are they a rallying point for this crew to, to make that push? And, you know, talk about the relationship that they have with the rest of the guys here. Completely. Um, they're, they're all incredible guys. Uh, I think every year you get guys talking about do it for the 20s, do it for the 20s. But um, this year it really is. They're, they're incredible guys, um, and they, they deserve a run. You look at Ginner, a guy who hasn't been in the playoffs in his career. So um, we, we kind of got to do it for a guy like that, right? And, and if you ever, don't, you ever can't find motivation, which if you can't, it's probably a problem at this time of the year. But if you ever can't find motivation, you, you just look at those three guys and um, how their junior careers are coming to an end and how you want to give them a run. The uh, Broncos' average attendance this year is up about 400 a game from last season. You had one sellout this season earlier against the Regina Pats. Um, I know there's a desire for you guys to have a huge crowd on Friday for the last game of the season. Can you just go into a bit of detail about how much the crowd can impact you guys from the start of the game? Yeah, you can't understate that. I think that that it's huge. You you come out and then you get goosebumps and hear the Go Broncos chants and 
everybody's going crazy it, it it does the team the team feeds off that and um kind of the, the energy you can gain from like after a big hit or a big goal and your ears are kind of ringing and, and that feeling you, you can't really replicate that so uh you can't understate how much a big crowd helps us um and we're looking forward to it on friday you know this is uh we're winding down your second regular season in swift current your your rookie season was of course the bubble one right but now you've you've had a taste of it you've been around town you've been albeit not to the barber shop yet but you've been to a lot of different Holy. businesses and stuff but uh you know to talk about the swift current experience because i mean it's a small market it's got a very knowledgeable fan base mm-hmm. um how do you find your you're fitting into the community here as we wind down your second year in town here I love it here. Uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Uh, just kind of everything you mentioned, the small town feel. I have, I have incredible billets. Um, they, they do a ton for me. And I think with the guys too, like you're forced to spend more time with each other, um, which is huge. Like we, we're we so close as a group. Uh, we spend so much time. We, we don't have um, any of those kind of clicks or anything. We're all just a super tight-knit group. Um, because we're in a town like this, Is there's not a – ton to do per se compared to like a portland so we hang out with each other and um that that brings us closer together and uh you also have more of a sense of wanting to play for the town i think kind of that that pride um in swift current we definitely feel that every time we come to the rink and even when we're not at the rink you're getting recognized um whether you're getting a haircut like i'm gonna get today or uh (laughs) you're going out for food so um the stuff like that is big and and there's a huge sense of pride and, and i love it here um, I know the team has a bunch of the um, younger players in here for the final week of the regular season to get some practice in. Uh, you being the captain, leadership role, talk about having those guys in here and kind of giving them a chance to see what it's like to be a Swift Current Bronco every single day before they do become full-time players in the future. I think it's huge for those guys, uh, every single one of them. They're, they're coming in and uh, they get to jump right into a playoff race and, and watch, and then they're they're out practicing right now. So um, if, if I was in that position, I was like, I didn't get a chance to, to come out my 15-year-old year. And then uh, when I was 16, it was just a bubble. But um, an opportunity like this for me would have been super special. And I just kind of tell them to, to enjoy it, right? You soak it all in because um, they're trying to make the team next year. Yeah, you know, you kind of touched on it. And I want to ask some of you guys that are around your age about that. Uh, your 15-year-old season, I mean, it, it basically didn't happen. Your 16-year-old season, you, you had the, the hub experience and everything. You know, in, in your development as a hockey player, do you feel that you're kind of caught up from the time everything was put on hold? Uh, yeah, I think everybody has a different experience um, when you talk about COVID. For me, um, I was 15. I, I had a growth spurt. So when I was 14, I was 5'7". I know um, people have heard this story probably before, but I was 5'7", I was and I, I had a growth spurt. So my 15-year-old year is when I kind of started growing into my body. I ended up at the end of that year being 5'10", 5'11". Uh, and then that summer, I grew quite a bit. So I, I had a very good 15-year-old year. It was cut short, like, end of the playoffs. So I missed couple games which was difficult but in the whole grand scheme of development it wasn't that much um that summer I grew a lot I ended up being injured like just some some growth stuff uh at the start of my 16 year old year so I I wouldn't have made the western league uh in September of my 16 year old year Mm -hmm. I got an opportunity to go to the rink hockey academy 
at 16 and get incredible treatment um, for just everything I was going through, just kind of getting used to my body, right? I was 6'3 at that point. So that's a lot of growth in, in a short amount of time. And you're just trying to just trying to realize where your feet are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's your arms are super long. Like you're just trying to get used to it. And you're dealing with some back stuff, some knee stuff, nothing serious, nothing long term, but just stuff that takes you out for a couple months. So for me, I ended up skating. Um, I think it would have been like December of that year was the first time I really started skating. And then January, February, like I was still, I still had the opportunity to get on the ice and then ended up going to the bubble, which for me, I think was incredible for my development too, because I I come in, um, as a 16 year old, just starstruck, right. By the Western league, not sure, not sure if I'm even going to play like no expectations whatsoever. Uh, we have a couple guys leave, a couple guys get injured. I end up getting in against Winnipeg in the first game. Um, I played well. I remember it was it was pretty starstruck, but I, I played well. Uh, and then I just kind of ran with it. I ended up being lucky enough to be on power play one as a 16-year-old. And uh, the bubble being, being what it was, uh, you kind of have – like not as much expectations, I guess. It was used as more of a development season, no fans, no nothing. So yeah. um, I, I had an opportunity to play, ended up playing like 22, 23 minutes a night um, as a 16-year-old defenseman, which is which is huge for somebody's development. So I came in as a 17-year-old last year with that confidence um, that I kind of knew how the league worked and not to say that, that I had everything figured out, but usually there's a transition period, about 20, 30 games when you, you come into the league to kind of get used to it for midget yeah. or U18, sorry. And, and I kind of, I feel like I had already had that, that experience with 23 games in the bubble. Speaking of the bubble, there's so many guys who are on the team now who are with you in that hub season. There's been a lot of those guys coming back here for another two seasons to be part of that group here and now making this push for the postseason. You know, how is it, I guess, what is it like to be able to go through all these experiences with those same guys for the last couple of seasons? Yeah, it's been really special um, kind of coming in, meeting all those guys. I knew a few of them before the bubble, but. we became extremely close in the bubble. You kind of had to be. <laughs> we spent every single day together. Um, but I think then you just miss each other a ton in the summer. Come back last year, have a pretty good year as, as 17-year-olds. And uh, some guys get drafted to the NHL. So has pretty cool opportunities. And um, come back this year and we want to go, you know. We want to go and, and we're super close. And we feel like we have the group. So um, we gain confidence from that. Well, hey, we uh, we appreciate you doing this. I know that this is a time of year where preparation and, you know, going through the routines and everything is super key with every game being so meaningful. But, uh, Pix, really appreciate you taking 15 minutes to come and chat with us here. This was good, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. A big thanks to Owen Pickering and head coach Devin Pratt for joining us on the Broncos This Week podcast as we get set for a hugely meaningful weekend of hockey, both at Innovation Plex and uh, down the road in Medicine Hat as well. you know, quite possibly the most important game in this rink in five years coming up on Friday. Yeah, it's not it's not quite a win and you're in. Um, you know, the Broncos mathematically do have to win both games against Medicine Hat, regardless of what happens in their game against Edmonton um, tonight, recording this on Wednesday. So it's not a win and you're in, but it is a lose and you're out type of situation for the Broncos, which obviously sets up the importance of the entire weekend and not just the game on Friday. But uh, it does make things exciting. You know, this is, is what you want down the stretch here to be playing games that mean something. Uh, obviously, 
like I said earlier, they would have loved to be in a spot where they're already in a playoff position come this weekend. But you know, the the matter is they have a chance to to make it with a strong performance here this weekend. So really hoping that the fans show their support in that regard. Come out, pack this rink here. Uh, these guys would love nothing more than to have a sold out crowd. Uh, send them off to Medicine Hat with a chance to to clinch a playoff spot on Saturday. So hoping to see a great crowd here Friday and we'll see how it transpires and see what the game on Saturday in Medicine Hat looks like as well. Absolutely, it's a big one this Friday night at Innovation Plex. If you don't have tickets yet, make sure and visit the stable over the next few days because I know the boys would would really appreciate a a big crowd here at Innovation Plex this weekend. All right, once again, a big thanks to Devin Pratt and Owen Pickering. That'll do it for another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. You've been listening to Broncos This Week presented by Original 16.